Tiger Woods capturing his fifth green jacket. Many doubted we'd ever see it. But here it is. The return to glory. Okay, I'm getting uh, goosebumps again. Just listening to that again. Uh, Watching it was just uh, amazing on Sunday, particularly a Tiger when he left the green and, of course, uh, embraced his kids, his uh, son, Charlie, his uh, daughter, Sam. It was really kind of a full circle moment back to 1997 and his first Masters when he came off that green and hugged his father to see him now hugging his son and hugging his children. It, uh, and obviously with everything that Tiger's gone on, it's gone on in his life and he's come back from a scandal, of course, and all of the uh, physical uh, injuries. A lot of people are calling this the greatest comeback in sports. And joining us now with a more from Global Global Sports is Mike Arsenault. He joins us here in studio on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mr. Arsenault, is it, do you think, in your estimation, is this the greatest comeback in sports history? I think it has to be. I mean, you think this is his first Majors win in 14 years, his first Masters win in 14 years, the first time he's won a Major in 11 years. So just if you look at those numbers it has to be one of the greatest comebacks in sports history but to then put it he- into some kind of perspective for people who don't follow golf uh, the young guard the justin thomas's uh, some names you might have heard uh, you know brooks uh, kepka these guys who were inspired by tiger and got beat by him yesterday the last time he won the masters i was doing some quick math they were like 10 11 maybe 14 on the, on the upside 14 years old so it's been that long between green jackets well the guy who actually got the low amateur of the tournament who was sitting beside tiger and butler cabin wasn't born yet when tiger <laughs> won his first masters back in 1997 but it was just incredible and you kind of went through the problems that tiger has had over the past 10 to 15 years a lot of it self-inflicted but you think of the four back surgeries he's had multiple knee surgeries he had the dui of course the personal scandal two years ago jeff at the champions dinner at augusta national he wasn't sure if he could ever play golf again he had to take a nerve blocker just to sit at the dinner with other masters champions and now two years later he wins his 15th major his fifth green jacket i mean you could compare this to if we really want to get historical ben hogan of course when he was in a a crash a a car crash back uh what 50 50 60 years ago back in the 50s i think it was yeah it was like 51 or 52 and you're right Uh, ben hogan come back in 53 and won three majors uh that year does tiger have to win three majors to equal ben hogan do you think or well i think he could with how he's playing right now but i mean yeah and, and just in terms of what he's been through i think it has to be it's definitely up there with one of the greatest sports moments of all time i started tearing up on the tee shot on 16, when he almost made the hole-in-one, put it a foot away for birdie, and I didn't stop tearing up until he hugged his son at the end there. And you mentioned the parallels between 22 years ago, him hugging his dad. They had that great shot uh, of the coverage, and they showed Tiger it when he was in Butler Cabin with Jim Nance, of the hug with his dad, the hug mm-hmm. with his son, the full circle. It's just an incredible sports story. If you tried to pitch this as a script, you'd be laughed out of the production office for being too far-fetched. It <laughs> would never get greenlit, yeah. Uh, you know, this is the Tiger effect, because uh, when this was all going down yesterday in the you know the late hole, 16, 17, 18, you and I were uh, texting uh, back and forth. I was texting with a bunch of my buddies, uh, golf buddies. As a matter of fact, I was talking to a good friend of mine this morning who was on a flight home and uh, was hoping to get home in time to catch the last half of this uh, final round and witness uh, history. Flight got delayed because of weather. And he says, I don't want to see my bill, but I streamed it on the plane <laughs> because uh, I just had to see this. I had to witness this. I had to watch this. And uh, forget just no other golfer. 
I'm not sure there's any other figure in sports that could have that kind of effect. No, this really transcended sports, and it really was a cultural moment, very similar to what his Masters win back in 1997 was. I've always been a Tiger guy. He won his first Masters when I was 12, so I kind of had my formative years following Tiger. He was the best golfer in the world. That's why I liked him. A lot of people haven't been fans of Tiger for that long because he's a bit of standoffish. He's really not the nicest person in the world in the first part of his career, but I think Tiger made a lot more fans this week considering what he's gone through he's kind of softened a little bit matured he has smiles more he has kids now I think he really appreciates the opportunity to play golf again so I was speaking with a few people at work and and texting them as well he made some fans made more fans with what he was able to do and come back and still reach the top of the mountain yeah so what is Tiger's uh, legacy I mean this certainly has got to add to it obviously his uh, fifth uh, green jacket and it used to be that he was just as out of this world golfer I mean, he was famous for so many different reasons, right? I mean, whether it be for scandal or for his ability on the uh, golf course. But I think you can also add to all of that after yesterday to Tiger's legacy, uh, resilience. That uh, I've never seen resilience like this because, honestly, I don't think anybody but Tiger himself believed that he could do and achieve what he did yesterday. He couldn't even hit a golf ball 18 months ago. And now he's won a fifth green jacket. And resilience, that's a great word for it, grit toughness, mental toughness, just even when he was playing his best, the big thing about Tiger, if he didn't have his A game, he could always scramble and fight his way and make a score and always make a cut. If you look at the guys now, if they have a bad round, they just kind of give up the last few holes. They play Thursday, Friday, and then go go home for the weekend. Tiger is always in it. He's always trying to play his best and just the mental strength you need to do what he's done, not hitting not being able to hit a golf ball 18 months ago and really building himself from the ground up back to potentially he's, he's the best player in the world over the last, I'd say eight to 12 months mm-hmm. without question it, rankings wise. Cause it's a rolling system. I think he's sixth in the world right now, but who would you bet against with the PGA championship coming up in May? Well, Vegas has already got him as the odds on favorite for the, uh, the next major, the PGA. Uh, having said that, uh, when do you think he wrapped it up uh, yesterday? Uh, on 16, when he uh, knocked that one uh, close and you knew, uh, I mean, it was just inches to a birdie or maybe a foot uh, putt and that uh, gave him a two-shot lead. Is that when he really had it or was there somewhere else? Because uh, I was actually reading one sports writer who said it was on 12 when his other two playing partner, uh, compatriots, uh, partners, dunked it into Ray's Creek there. And Tiger walked over the bridge, and this was kind of the Tiger of old, stood on the green and just stared at them that they had to take drops, and it was that steely stare. It was that Tiger stare. It was like his confidence was back. The old Tiger was back. I think if it was 15 years ago, I would agree with you that it was on 12 with Tiger doing that kind of Tiger stare. I was still a little bit concerned with Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka, really the, the new Tigers with how fit and strong and how far they can hit the ball. I was still worried about them, so when Brooks, of course, he missed the putt on 18 to close the lead to within one. That's when I knew for sure. I mean, Tiger has this because he still bogeyed the 18th hole, just missed that putt for par, and then he just had to tap in for the victory. But it was really incredible. And what I'm excited to see, this isn't like Jack winning in 1986 at the age of 46. That was kind of his last hurrah. He kind of came out of nowhere. Tiger's been building his game, building his body over the last 18 months to get to this point. There's no way we've heard the last of Tiger. I think 18 majors is now back in the conversation for him to claim the title of the greatest golfer of all time. Many people think he's already there. I think he needs that extra four majors to really just capture the longevity that Jack was able to accomplish. So I want to mention one other thing with Tiger, and you talked about him uh, being a little more emotional, being a little more friendly uh, on the course than he has in the past. I really noticed uh, on 17, he was there in the fairway, and they had to wait for the green to clear. 
and the camera was on him and you could see tears welling in his eyes that it was almost like the moment was catching up to him for a second there something you would never have seen with with the tiger of old of course and i was just i was screaming at my tv to joey is caddy joey tell him a joke do something get <laughs> get him out of this because uh, you know he still had a few more shots to pull off but you could tell that uh, this was so momentous uh, that the weight of the moment was starting to get to him a little bit well even when he sank the winning putt like he's had great reactions before big fist pumps but it's more of a from a place of yes i'm the best i won that was pure jubilation that he showed when he screamed you could just see it was 14 years or 10 to 15 years of just built up stress and anxiety finally he he came all the way back and he expressed that hugging his, his son and his daughter. It was just really incredible to witness. And I'm glad we're doing this 24 hours later. I don't think I've been able to form coherent sentences <laughs> if we tried to do this after the round yesterday. It was a moment. That's for sure. Just want to mention really briefly, I saw an interview with Noda Begay yesterday, who's Tiger's longtime friend. They played college golf together at Stanford. Uh, Begay played on the PGA for a little bit. Uh, but he said in uh, Tiger's darkest moments, uh, there were times where he would have to drive Tiger in his car. Tiger would be in the passenger seat with it fully reclined to go pick his kids up from school. That's just how bad the back was. And when you think to come back from that to what we saw yesterday, it is just incredible. It is mind-blowing. Okay, I also want to mention uh, the Leafers, of course. Uh, game three uh, tonight at the bank, at the Scotiabank Center, and it looks like uh, it will be without Nazem Kadri. We don't know for sure. He has a disciplinary hearing this afternoon, Mike, but uh, that's in New York City, and when you have to show up in New York in the afternoon of a big game, uh, chances are you're probably not suiting up later that night. Even with the charter flight, yeah, it's unlikely that yeah. <laughs> uh, he's going to make it into the lineup. But taking the in-person hearing, that means he can get five or more games. It doesn't mean he's going to get that. But my prediction, I think the NHL head offices want him out of the series. So I think he's going to get at least five games for that cross-check. Of course, taking into account, he's been suspended a number of other times. So they're looking at past history when giving out this punishment. But I think it's at least five games. Just want to back this up to get everybody in the loop if they didn't see the game Saturday. Uh, late in the game, Kadri uh, cross-checked uh, Jake DeBrusque, is it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, in the uh, face and uh, got sent off uh, the ice with a uh, five-minute major in a game misconduct and it uh, looks like yeah, he will face a multiple-game suspension. There are some, Mike, calling for the Leafs to give up on Kadri. Uh, most notably, Steve Simmons in the Toronto Sun saying that it's time uh, to trade him, that uh, his time is done. As, as you noted, this is... Uh, you know, somebody who's got uh, a repeat offender, he's got a uh, history uh, of this sort of thing, kind of not really thinking of the team in the playoffs, but maybe a little more selfishly uh, of himself and taking these really foolish, suspendable uh, penalties. Do you think there's going to be a serious conversation in the offseason about Nazem Kadri uh, amongst uh, Kyle Dubas and the Leaf management? I don't think so. I mean, he's got two 30-goal seasons in the last couple of years. And as you mentioned, he plays right on the edge. Unfortunately, sometimes he plays over the edge. But, I mean, the cross-check on DeBrusque, it was terrible, but it was actually in support of Patrick Marlowe, who DeBrusque just kind of gave a bit of a shot to. So I think it comes from a place of wanting to support the team and wanting to play that pest role, and he can do it very well. But if you compare Kadri to a guy like Brad Marchand, I think Kadri kind of goes over the edge a little bit too much, and he needs to kind of rein that in. Unfortunately, what is he, mid to late 20s, and he's been suspended four or five times already? Is it too late for him to learn that? So in terms of does he care about the team, I don't think that's the conversation you have to have, whether you want to keep Kadri long term. But he needs to learn from this, because if he's not in the lineup for potentially the rest of the series and the Leafs lose, 
this is going to be one of the factors that you will have to look at. I don't think it's it's so easy that you say for sure you get rid of them, but there's conversations that might have to be had. Okay, we got to get out of here, but real quick, Mitch Marner's got to have another big game tonight like he did in game one, and uh, somebody has got to wake up Austin Matthews. No? Well, here, maybe he needs to start chewing gum like Tiger and Phil did in the Masters. <laughs> that seemed to work. It kind yeah. of got the, their brains going. That's what Phil said. Kind of gets your frontal cortex going a little bit more, so maybe we can send a couple packs to Austin Matthews tonight. All right. Mike Arsenault, great to see you as always, my friend. Thanks so much for dropping by. Thanks, Jeff.